This is the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hello and welcome to episode four of Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. On the podcast this week, we will be talking to Niall Power and Gabrielle Cummins from Beat 102-103, Ireland's first regional radio station, broadcasting from the state-of-the-art purpose-built studios on the outskirts of Waterford City. It's the only licensed station to target 15 to 34-year-olds in the southeast, and it incorporates the counties of Wexford, Waterford, Carlow, Kilkenny and Tipperary. And it celebrates 20 years on the air in this month. So, we'll be talking to Niall and Gabrielle in a little while. But first, the industry news from Hannah Casey. Applications for the Radio Presenter course have now closed and we are now screening the applications for 2023. This course will commence on the 14th of September and we look forward to it. Last week, Project Manager Theresa Hanratty presented the story of Learning Waves at the local radio conference in Germany. The focus of this event was on recruiting and retaining talent in the industry. In industry news, Beat celebrated 20 years of being on air across the southeast with the party on the 30th of June. They celebrated in Beat style in the Coach House in Waterford. We wish Gabrielle and all the team in Beat continued broadcasting success. Imro judging is now underway after a record number of entries were received this year. Best of luck to all entrants. Roll on the shortlist and the awards night on the 6th of October. Great charity work happening in the radio industry recently. Alan Corcoran, news editor and presenter at Southeast Radios, ran 65 runs in 65 days, raising €17,000 for Wexford Marine Watch. Stephen Kyo, radio presenter in Tip FM, ran 21,000 kilometres while presenting the lunchtime show on the 29th of June. Teaming up with Abbott in Clonmel, he raised over €8,700 for Down Syndrome Ireland. In upcoming courses, we are now planning our training schedule for the last quarter of the year, we will be bringing the Lure Academy on board as trainers in the areas of presentation skills, storytelling for business and resilience training. Keep an eye on our training schedule and our social media pages for updates on these courses. If you have a particular training need that you would like to see Learning Waves deliver, please email info at learningwaves.ie. You're listening to the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. What's your name, please? 102, 103. Now let's go over it once again. Music now. The new Beat 102, 103. It's two minutes past one on Tuesday, 1st of July, 2003. And this is the Southeast New Beat 102, I'm Lee Doyle, and it's a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day, and one of the voices who was on air later that afternoon on Beat was Niall Power. Niall. Still here. Still hanging <laughs> on, Andy. Just about 20, 20. years later. 20 years, Niall, 20 years, yeah. my God. A lot has happened over those 20 years. It certainly has. Uh, the baby has grown into a slightly troublesome adult, um, but still very happy and achieving great things. So you're on breakfast now, beat breakfast. Yep. What uh, day part did you start on? So initially I was hired to be the talk and current affairs presenter. So we used to do a quite serious current affairs show, given the the, the nature of the station, and um, between two and four in the afternoon. So Beat went on air at 1.02 p.m. on July 1st, 2003. And I was on air with my first talk show about 45 minutes later. And uh, that, that show was fa- fantastic. I uh, worked with Patrick Hawhey, who a lot of people will know from Today FM and from Audio mm-hmm. Brand. And uh, the two of us... Um, we we knew that youth talk had kind of struggled uh, up to that point with the stations that had launched beforehand. So we kind of sat down and looked at how we might make it work for a young audience in the southeast. And uh, what we decided to do was build it like a, a music playlist with the four minute topic. 
uh, like a song. Right, so yeah. that basically, um, if there was something that you weren't mad on, you knew something was coming along very quickly afterwards. Now, put huge pressure on the two of us to come up with like 15 topics in two hours. But it sounded very much like on a younger version of maybe News at One on Radio One, that it was very fast paced. And thankfully, when the first figures came out, it was a rip roaring success. Wow. Um, and I enjoyed that show for about two, two and a half years uh, until the, the breakfast challenge came up. And then I went, yeah, let's do something different. Okay, so what, you're 18 years on breakfast? Is that It'll right? be 18 years in February, and so February 2006, so it's been quite the stint, I have to say, um, mm. but enjoyed it immensely and, and happy to tell you that uh, we've got the biggest breakfast audience we've ever had in, in the last JNLRs, so it works. You've had a number of um, partners along the, along the way. Wise, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, initially it was Niall, Vinnie and Mary. Then there was Niall and Vinny for a while, and then there was Niall, Vinny and Trish for uh, about seven years. And then in, in summer 2021, um, Trish decided she wanted to try some different things, and an opportunity came up for Vinny in our, in our sister station. So a bit of soul searching as to whether we should keep going. But I had a brilliant partner in crime who had been the kind of reporter on the show for a while and knew we worked very well together, Shona. And um, so she came on board with just the two of us. And, yeah, we've been flying it ever since, I have to say. We've been absolutely having a ball. Do you find the because you're you're head of station sound as well? Mm. Uh, do you find it hard to kind of manage both the, the you know the breakfast gig and then trying to do the business end after that? Is that is that difficult? It is difficult. Like you know, um, I mean, it's difficult for anyone working in commercial radio nowadays that you you tend to have a lot of jobs. That's just how it's gone. Yeah. Um, um, I always say it's like you know, you so many plates spinning, and you just got to make sure. Some of them don't drop. Some will drop and hopefully it won't be catastrophe. Um, But I do say, like, I like how my day is set up. I'm glad I do the on-air thing first um, before I get to all the the other stuff. You know, I wouldn't like it to be the other way around where my head was fried by the time I was going on air. So I'm arriving in fresh, having the phone on breakfast and then at 10 o'clock switching over to the the other gig and all that comes with it. Um, But yeah, no, I enjoy it. You know, I like being busy. So uh, I'm certainly never not busy. So 20 years, is that, so has that been two licensed terms? Two licensed terms. We're at the, you know, very much the tail end. Obviously, there was a slight extension last time. And due to the kind of change over now, we're coming to in a man, there'll be a slight extension on the second license as well. So we're probably looking at um, the latter part of next year to start building the third license and putting that together. So yeah, two licenses. What changed over those 20 years? You know, um, has it gotten easier? Definitely hasn't gotten easier. (laughs) Definitely hasn't gotten easier. A lot has changed. I mean, I think the way we do everything has changed. I mean, we could talk about the on-air product. Um, That's changed quite a bit from when we launched. Uh, Initially, yeah, we had the kind of personality stuff at breakfast and maybe the talk show. But other than that, very much a music machine. Just bang out the hits and that's it. But that doesn't really wash anymore. You know, there's plenty of places that can be a music machine for young listeners, whether that's Spotify or YouTube or wherever they get, even TikTok nowadays. There has to be a bit more. And so like with the music presenters we work with now, yeah, you've got to have great music and you've got to bang out as many tunes as you can in there. But you've also got to do something that builds a connection that makes people want to spend time in your company. And so that's what we work on with a lot of the younger music presenters now, that they give a little bit more in their links. Whereas, you know, initially the hot jock would work perfectly, but 
I don't know if there's much of a place on a station like Beat for someone who just does it that was this is anymore um, in terms of building the connection with, with the listeners. Music has changed immensely over, over the 20 years, not just in terms of styles and genres. When we launched, rock music was huge with Snow Patrols and The Killers and Keens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas rock doesn't get much of a look in nowadays. You know, pop and dance has really ca- kind of come back in and, and rap and hip hop with, with the younger end. Yeah. But it's even how um, young people consume music now. That's been a real game changer and, and something we've had to look at, at recently. You know, we've had that whole debate over, you know, TikTok music is a huge part of TikTok. Um, and it's where a lot of young people are accessing music. But it doesn't translate necessarily quite simply into, well, just play the songs on TikTok because people are only getting hooks on TikTok. They're getting 15 seconds of a song. And if you play the other two and a half minutes or three minutes of a song, it's unfamiliar to them. And they're like, oh, I don't actually like that. They only want to play the hooks. So that's meant that songs generally have got shorter. Most songs I get now are between two and two and a half minutes, which is a far cry from the four minute song when we launched. Um, there's a positive in that. We can get in more hits per hour. Um, but yeah, it's just the, the pace of music and how quickly, you know, artists are releasing new stuff. And do we move on to their new track or do we stick with, you know, the song that's only getting familiar now with a, a huge chunk of the audience? So a lot has changed. And then, of course, the whole other side of it is when Beat launched, we had a website. And that was it. One website yeah. looked like something that was designed on MS Paint. Um, but now, you know, obviously the prolif- proliferation of so many different uh, social media strands and with the new Instagram threads launched uh, this week um, that you've got to kind of stay on top of that. So, you know, we now have a whole digital department and a, a content team just working on digital to try and align with what we're, we're doing on air. So ever-changing but sure that's the fun of the game isn't it yeah true and anybody that has been to radio days may have been in uh, your sessions the the top 10 promotions Promotion. top 10 best radio promotions yeah um obviously beat has done many promotions over the, over the past 20 years is there one in particular that has stood out for you Ooh, um, I suppose, you know, uh, we've done the big ones, you know, we've done the, the, the fugitive a couple of times. We've done the two strangers. I mean, there's nothing like two strangers in a wedding, to be honest, in terms of the pressure on, on the team that manage it, but also the pressure on me as the lead voice. But we did two strangers in the wedding just before the social media thing really kicked off. And I, I'm not sure it would work nowadays because people would find people and, and spot people. I'm really proud of one we did in the last couple of years, which was on the run, um, which was kind of a little bit of the future and a little bit of Radio One Side and Seek and a little bit of something else um, because it was our first post-pandemic and it was the first time we got back out there and to see people filling the streets of Kilkenny, running around, going crazy um, and because it was very much based around the presenters, we could very much build our own storyline and plot lines um, so that's something I really, really enjoyed which we did at the start of last year. The effervescent Niall Power from Beat 102-103, a man who has been with Beat for the past 20 years. Another person who has been with Beat for the past 20 years is Gabrielle Cummins. Gabrielle is CEO and Programme Director. Gabrielle, where did the love of radio start for you? It began in college because I did a arts degree in Mary I University of Limerick and I was planning on being a secondary school teacher teaching French and English and I took up media as an extra subject in first year and by the end of it I decided to drop French and kept on media. So um, as part of that course, we got to work in the the college radio station called Wired. So I really got a a taste of it then. And as part of my third year in the four-year course, I worked at NBC-affiliated TV station in America in Roanoke, Virginia. And that really, really gave me the bug then at that point. So when I came back after completing my four-year course, 
I applied uh, everywhere and got lots of rejection letters, but I was accepted by WLR in 1998 into the newsroom. So I worked as a journalist in Waterford Local Radio for a few years. And then I moved on to producing their local TV program called Waterford at Eight. And in 2002, Des Whelan, MD of WLR, decided to apply for the regional youth license. And he asked me if I would be part of the consortium that was speaking at the um, the panel where, you know, there was two two companies that were vying for the license. So I was part of that panel um, that had to present in front of the then, I think it was BCI then, back then. And uh, we won the license in 2002 and we went live on July 1st, 2003. So 20 years ago this month. Obviously, you're extremely disappointed that you don't get three months holidays every year now if you didn't go down the, the teaching route. <laughs> Devastating. Uh, when, I, when I tell my colleagues here that I was going to be a teacher, they're like, you, you have no idea. <laughs> being a teacher. Yeah, hmm. yeah let me uh, from all those students. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so did you, when, when Beat were awarded the license, which is 20 years ago now. Yes. Did you go in straight away as head of news? I did, yep. I was the first broadcast journalist to be heard on Beat. I We went live at 1.02pm and I was the first new, news bulletin at 2 o'clock that day. Okay. So what, Maybe obviously... Recently, what was the uh, the stories? And I honestly can't yeah. remember. I must look back and or listen back. I'm sure uh, then-CEO Kieran McGeary still has it on file somewhere. I have no idea what we covered in the news that day. Yeah, you'll have to Google that one, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you went in as, as head of news into Beat, so you, you obviously came out of WLR. So, and then you moved on. When did you become a CEO or program director? Which came first? Um, collectively, the the position that was advertised when Kieran McGeary moved on in uh, two thousand and seven um, was CEO and program director. So, I applied for that position, and I was interim for about six months, and then I was officially uh, afforded the the position about six months later. Okay, and Kieran, of course, is in. He's CEO mm, of Cork ninety six. Yeah, which... ever since the same year, he's there okay. as long as I'm CEO of Beat. So the news background. So what has changed? Do you think, as regards, obviously you're you're over the whole lot now, yes. but have you seen any major differences, or what's changed over the past twenty years? We all have to work a lot harder now to get our content out across so many more platforms than we had back then. You know, uh, when I was doing the news for those first couple of years, it was just about getting a story up on the website. Whereas now it's like, okay, what are you going to do for Instagram? What are you going to do for TikTok? What are you going to do for Facebook? Get it up on the website, get it on air first and foremost. You know, so they really have to be thinking um, very much in a multi-platformer way. And that's what, you know, that's what Beat has evolved into being like our vision is a leader in evolving media, delivering brilliance and and fun. That's our our key vision. And we're always trying to strive to deliver on that. So you as a female in that role and, you know, as we look around the industry, there aren't many females in a, in a CEO role. I think you'd be one of. There are four of us. Four? Out of all of the the 34 independent radio stations. Yeah. Okay. Pretty uh, small percentage, to be fair. So what opportunities do you see for females then within the industry? Well, I'd like to think at Beat that we are always um, leading the way in terms of offering um, senior opportunities to females. Like at Beat, in our management team, we've always had 50-50 or 70-30, or to be honest. Like at the moment, 
we have a management team of five and our obviously I'm female and then our CFO, Sarah Grant, is female, our solutions manager, Claire Rowe, and the, the three positions are also, um, sorry, the management team then is compiled of Niall, completed by Niall Power, head of Station Sound and Michael Barry, commercial director. So there are five of us, three females, two males. Right. Okay. So well balanced. I yeah, yeah, absolutely. And our editors, we have a digital editor and an on-air editor and it's one male, one female. So again, all very balanced. So, you know, I'm conscious that the industry has a bit of work to do in that area. And I think it begins from a very young age by encouraging and inspiring young girls to have the confidence to come forward and put themselves forward for positions that might come up and that's why we work so closely with the Shona Project which is all about inspiring young girls so Beat has been working with them since 2018 and it's really been helpful for us in encouraging all of the females that we work with here at Beat to get involved in the initiative so that they see the importance of inspiring young girls and also they get a kick out of demonstrating the work that they do so you know the whole if she can see it, she can believe it. So um, really proud of that initiative and looking forward to, to bringing that national event back later this year. Excellent work on that, by the way. So over the past 20 years, I'm, I'm sure there were, there were plenty of stories from, from the recent party. Any particular memorable moments that bring back very fond or memories for you? I suppose we've always, right from the start, we set ourselves apart as from, you know, we had to be different from the local stations and the national stations that were already in existence. So we have always focused on creating promotions and competitions that get the Southeast talking. So I'm particularly proud of so many award-winning promotions that we've created over the years. And they've been such crack, like... I really enjoy working on them because it gets every single member of the team involved. Like, you know yourself, we've done Two Strangers, we've done The Fugitive, um, we won Leap of Faith, uh, the Gold Award there and just before the, the pandemic. And, you know, last year we did On the Run. Like, they're, they're just such exciting competitions. And as you know, we don't have a huge marketing budget, so it is really much all hands on deck. And it's a real team effort. So everyone gets a buzz out of working on those kind of promotions. And uh, even though they're hard, long hours at the end of it, it, there's always a great buzz. So it's the promotions. That's what you get yeah. the kick out of. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And content, just producing content that I know our listeners will get a kick out of. It has grown and its audience has grown with it as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And like we are like 20 years on and we are still market leading. Like we still have over 70% of 15 to 34 year olds listening to Beat every week, which is a phenomenal figure, really, when you think of the level of competition that's now out there. And then in terms of all adults, we have 162,000 tuning in weekly. Um, I think over the 20 years, we've hit 165. So again, it's it's still really, really strong. And we're really proud of that. Uh, And consistency, of course, in the product. And Niall Power has been on breakfast quite a while now. Yeah, Niall. uh, (laughs) That conversation happened at my wedding with Kieran McGeary and Niall Power, would you believe, back in 2006. That was January 2006. And in February 2006, Niall Power took over Beat Breakfast and has been there ever since. Um, Obviously, there's been various iterations um, of Beat Breakfast. And now he is, uh, he's been presenting with Shona Lyons from Wexford since uh, August 2021. And again, they've had recent record-breaking figures as well. So even though we're 20 years on, we certainly haven't gotten complacent and we're very, you know, very aware of 
the importance of constantly trying to um, remain relevant to our target. You know, as I, I've mentioned to you before, Andy, we very much have a, a profile in our head of, of 28-year-old Claire. And like 28-year-old Claire obviously changes every year um, because it's really important that we remain youthful and eternally youthful to her and relevant to her. So, you know, her version of nostalgia is like 2013. Yeah, of course. Kind of scary. Yeah. So what about the future then? Where you're 20 years in? I'm not so sure we'll be having this chat in 20 years time. Uh, or maybe we will. Who knows? I'm like, just about to retire. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you see the next 20 years or, or what do you see in the next 20 years? Well, look, I'm really excited about the next 12 to 18 months in particular because we will be working on our brand new license, new 10-year license with the newly created Kamashun Naman. So with that, it brings um, new opportunities for us to reimagine how we've been doing things with our, our latest program policy statement over the last 10 years. We can review all of that and see how we might adapt and make it more relevant to a new version of 15 to 34 year olds that's going to be with us for the next 10 years. And I think that's the key for BEAT and its success to date is that we've never stayed still and um, we're always very conscious of the listener and what that listener looks like every year. Gabrielle Cummins from Beat 102-103, 20 years on the air this July, and congratulations to all in Beat. Continued success. That's it from the Radio Talks podcast for this week. Remember, if there's something you'd like us to cover, just email info at learningwaves.ie and we'll be back to you ASAP. That's it for now. Hannah Casey produced. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. 